Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? This is Brazuca Sounds. Starting now, if you enjoyed this show, please consider rating it on your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify or Apple Podcast. It really helps me to increase the audience uh, of the show. You can also follow a playlist named Soundtrack Brazuca Sounds on Spotify to have access to all the music that I share here on this show in full. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, obviously, as Brazuca Sounds. Uh, today, this episode is going to be about a little bit of the history of the Brazilian psychedelic music. Uh, normally, people associate Brazilian psychedelia with the Tropicalia, but of course, it expands way beyond that. We're going to make a one-off album collection here. All these artists, they released only one record. If you want to talk about Brazilian psychedelia, you really need to start with Pedro Santos' Krishnanda from 1968. Uh, received a cult status in the last 15 years or so among record collectors. This album was reissued many, many times now. Many bootlegs and pirate versions uh, was even out in the world before official reissues. And the original copy of this record is obviously top dollar. At the time, in 1968, it was a complete failure in terms of sales, but even today, it's just more like for record collectors and people really, really into music they really know about. It's a work of genius of Pedro Santos, starting with this cover, design and draw by the artist itself, it's kind of a chart reproducing the animal evolution with a big gorilla in its center. It's one of those records that you buy only by its cover, right? It's quite interesting, weird, and the music is absolutely great. Pedro Santos was really inspired by uh, Indian culture and music, and he really translated that, mixed it up with the Brazilian percussive sounds. In this album, we hear almost everything from classical strings, psychedelic guitar, female chords, organs, and a lot of sounds almost impossible to describe, almost like a soundtrack to some kind of Italian spaghetti western movie never produced. There are too many made-up percussive instruments put together 
by Pedro Santos itself, including the sorongo, an instrument made up of five drums, almost like a steel pan, but with a very, very different sound. Uh, sorongo, which is the nickname of Pedro along the years, by the way. He was really known by this uh, nickname in Brazil. And it's very interesting because the album consists primarily in, of Pedro Santos playing these percussive instruments and the guitarist Sebastião Tapajós, which is quite a virtuoso playing the acoustic guitar. And he described his friend Pedro this way for an interview to Estadão de São Paulo back in 2012. Pedro is the precursor of everything that has been done in terms of percussion in Brazil. He just came up with sounds that I've never seen anyone do before. What he did with a percussion, the Americans later took it and made it with a machine in the sampler. So quite a compliment, right? Uh, Pedro Santos, as I said, was a very obscure artist in Brazil, but sometimes obscure artists, they also produce original and vanguard music before almost everybody else. Pedro Santos and Sebastião Tapajós, they recorded two other albums together, but those two officially as a duo with their two names on the cover. This particular one here is the only Pedro Santos solo album. Pedro is no longer alive, he died in 1993, but his daughter, which is a musicist, Liz Araújo, she updates an incredible website, blog, more or less, with the history of life of Pedro Santos, pedrosorongo.blogspot.com, marvelous work, marvelous music. And that being said, we're going to make our transition now to our next record in this podcast. So the name of this group is Os Brazões, self-titled album of 1969. They were kind of a back group band of many, many great psychedelic artists from the late 60s. Gal Costa, more specifically, also Tom Zé, of course. They have a very famous versions of Georgie Ben tracks on this album here. Uh, one of the songs I even showed you before in the Samba Rock uh, podcast it is the song Carolina Carol Bella, great, marvelous song. The one in the background is actually called Gotham City, one of my favorite psychedelic Brazilian songs of all time. A song written by the Brazilian great Jardes Macalé. So mostly of the songs on the album, they are actually uh, versions. It is a very crazy psychedelic record about actually fusing uh, samba with R&B and rock and roll. So it's very particularly attached to the Brazilian psychedelia, especially because of this samba elements. Uh, coming from the songs of Jorge Ben, uh, the lead singer of Os Brazões, Miguel de Deus, which is also a great guitarist, he ended up participating in the Black Rio movement, releasing a record called Black Soul Brothers, which I showed you here before. 
in an episode about the record label Underground. This record also was like reissued many times, uh, most recently uh, by the English label Mr. Bongo. There is even like a sticker on the back of the album as this like psychedelic samba, Os Brazões. And the next album also obviously one-off group put together by the genius Hermeto Pascual. Record called Brazilian Octopus from 1969. It is the only album of the band, of course, such a unique record. What happened was this clothing brand. They formed a musical supergroup responsible for the soundtrack runaway fashion events, right? In Brazil, all broadcast on television in prime time in the 1960s. But the group of musicians were absolutely great top musicians in Brazil at the time, like the guitar player Lenny Gordon. And as I said before, Hermeto Pascual, it was his first official record. There's a unusual mix of different styles and influences, pop, Cuban rhythms, bossa nova is obviously also present. So make this record sometimes leaning towards uh, more like a jazz side of things. record from 1969 that really really feels like it was just produced like the other day super modern and fresh lounge music at its best now we transition to a band called free sun So we're going in the chronological order here, so now we are in 1972, this band called Free Sun brought together eight musicians who were like researchers of the musical origins, right? We have very obscure independent label, Solar Fidelity, and little else is known about the project, like when totally unnoticed. So the album, right, Bangile, which is a name given to a rhythm and dance of African slaves, is composed of 12 very short tracks and is a melting pot of styles like blending Latin and African rhythms, uh, also such as funk, psychedelic rock, jazz. It's almost like a Latin America version of Filacuti, uh, if you like that kind of thing, you know, the Afrobeats. Mm -hmm. 
killer. A wah wah guitar work, organ, percussion, very very percussive. The vocal part is very limited to just like a few screams. Highly recommended for fans of Brazilian music, fun, Latin rock, jazz. And the record was actually reissued recently by the Portuguese label uh, called Groovy Records. Which, by the way, they're doing a great work releasing very, very obscure psychedelic records from Brazil, from the 1970s. So there are many bands called Karma out there in this planet. This is the Brazilian version. Uh, it was a side project put together by Jorge Amiden, which was known for being the founder of the Brazilian psychedelic slash progressive rock group O Terço. He was also part of that Milton Nascimento's uh, circle, right? Aqui na this record is more like a stray for psychedelic music. This group, Karma, it was actually a trio. Uh, unfortunately, later in the 1970s, Jorge Amiden had serious health problems from drugs. He actually went off. He never returned to professional music again. He was very, very affected by his addiction. And according to Sergio Hintz, which was Jorge's partner in the group Oterso, Amiden was actually the first musician known in the planet who appeared playing a uh, triple necked guitar it's way before Jimmy Page and all those guys and the album cover of Karma George uh, is actually in the cartoon illustration with the triple neck guitar this record had the arrangements conducted by the maestro Artur Verocai that really made the record being a little more attractive to the record collectors you cannot find a clean original version of this album today by less than 500 bucks on the internet, which I always think is a little bit too much. And if I mention that Jorge Amiden was in the circles of Milton Nascimento, this next band here, they were totally in that circle as well. very very niche this group here is called Joyce e a Tribo Joyce the very famous a Brazilian singer but before she started recording albums under her own name she had this group 
uh, here called A Tribu. They only released five songs under that name that ended up making this compilation, this psychedelic compilation called Posições, meaning positions. the members of the band they were in the Clube da Esquina circle as well uh, her husband at the time the guitar player Nelson Angelo the bassist Novelli obviously also the percussionist Nanavas Concelos and Toninho Horta so the two couples in the band they were living uh, in the same apartment so they were living like a hippie community more or less and it only lasts like one year and the rest of the band actually they took off to work as a backup band for Elise Regina which was a very great paid gig at the time in Brazil. All the songs ever recorded by A Tribu, they are very, very good. And you can find all these tracks recorded by this uh, very short endeavor in a Joyce CD compilation released in 2011. It is called Curriculum. Obviously, you also can find online the LP version of this compilation called Posições. And from that compilation, uh, on top of the two songs recorded by Joyce and a Tribu, we also have two songs by this other band here that later on put together an entire album. It is the band called Modulo Mil. So we are still in 1972, this is the psychedelic rock band Modulo Mil, Mil in Portuguese meaning a thousand. They were from Rio de Janeiro and they started off as soundtrack makers for the master of horror movies in Brazil, Zé do Caixão, Coffin Joe, movies that most of the time were heavily censored. <laughs> by the dictatorship in Brazil. The name of the record is Não Fale Com Paredes, Don't Talk To The Walls. It was released by a very obscure independent label called Top Tape, and that's why today you cannot find this record, at least an original copy, by less than 800 bucks. <laughs> Guitar player of the band, Daniel Cardona, uh, gave an interview talking a little bit about the production aspect of this album and how difficult it was to actually record psychedelic rock in Brazil at the time. It was a struggle recording this album. 
The sound technician didn't understand anything we wanted to do, like putting echoes in the vocals or creating ambiances by spreading microphones around the studio. very funny story also about this record. There's one song which is a sentence written in Latin and once when this band was playing a live gig in a small town called Divinopolis, uh, the Department of Social Political Order in Brazil, the censors, right, from the military regime, they really want to know what the meaning of the song because it was not written in Portuguese. And according to the band, the agent who was kind of investigating them, interviewing them in this little room, he was like a shorty, bald man. And the translation for that sentence, it is terrible having a hairless head. <laughs> so, And by the way, also, according to the legend, the owner of this record label, Top Tape, he really did not like the record. In his own words, according to the band members, he said something like, this record is crap, and you cannot explain a crap like that. And yeah, this is more or less the history of the Modulo Mew. So if you're interested in some kind of psychedelic crap coming out of Brazil, that is definitely the record you should go after. <laughs> So now we are in 1973, this is an album by the group Paulo Bagunça e a Tropa Maldita. Like I explained here in many other opportunities, this mainstream label in Brazil called Continental, they were also really into having some kind of vanguard cast. That's how they released three or four albums by Tom Zé, including the 1972 album, which is the theme of our last podcast. They also released the Arthur Verokai self-titled album. And like I said, this record here, very weird. It's like a way heavier version of George Ben. <laughs> Bagunça, the leader of the group, the, he also was the guitarist. There's a lot of grooves, elements coming from Africa, and just because he was being released by this mainstream label, the record is also very well produced. Paulo Bagunça, which is more like a, a nickname, really, that roughly translated into English will be something like Massy Paul. The name of the group is A Tropa Maldita, 
meaning the damn troop. Uh, it's like extremely modern, absolutely original. This song here on the background, Olhos Risonhos, almost sounds like a primal scream 30 years before Bob Gillespie's band. and influences that goes from, as I said, Jorge Ben, so some Brazilian psychedelia and samba rock and jazz. Two songs in this record named after uh, females, right? Madalena and Cristina. Madalena, obviously, a famous song written by Ivan Lins and Cristina by Tim Maia. But these are not versions, these are not covers. This is entirely different songs. Maybe to make fun of it, maybe to mislead some people to actually think it was a cover of a popular song. Who knows what he was really thinking about at the time. Very obscure record that I totally recommend. It's not even on Spotify. this record, it is 1976, Flaviola e o Bando do Sol, one of those very cosmic uh, psychedelic records. Flaviola, he comes from the same circuit in the northeast of Brazil, where also hails Zé Ramalho, Alceu Valença, Lula Cortes, so he comes from that exactly same type of influences, a lot of folk music mixed it up with these arrangements of nature, sounds, and very weird noises all around. So the entire atmosphere of this album is like very, very minimalistic. There's a lot of arrangements of different types of guitars, right? The acoustic guitar, uh, mandolin, uh, some elements coming from ARP, an extensive also use of uh, percussive elements, mostly bongos. This record was released at the time by the Solar a record label, which is the very same record that put phenomenal record Paibiru by Lula Cortes and Zé Ramalho. And despite the fact I'm talking about one-off records in this episode, Flaviola released a record 45 years later, but this time only under his own name, Flaviola, without his group, Banda do Sol. 
sadly enough, he died of COVID just like six or seven months after he put together this uh, new album. So to finish it off this show here, a very, very, very obscure record coming out of Brazil by a guy called Estenio Mendes. So if you like avant-garde instrumental music in the tradition of Egberto Gismonti, Emerto Pascual, as I said, right, one-off record by Estenio Mendes. It was actually part of a series, MPBC, which is the name on the album cover in addition to his name. This was in a series of albums released by the record label Philips in the late 60s and the beginning of the 1980s, like showcasing a lot of this contemporary avant-garde music in Brazil. And of course, the most famous one, it is the album by Marcos Rezende and his band Index. And I'm showcasing here actually the opposite on a very obscure uh, Stenio Mendes and his instrument, his main instrument is Craviola, which is a 12-string instrument invented in Brazil by his father. So this instrument is kind of a cross between the viola caipira, right, which is an acoustic guitar in Brazil, uh, and a mandolin. It is an acoustic guitar with a longer fret. It became very famous when Jimmy Page uh, it started to play this instrument still while in the Led Zeppelin. So this is really, really a record for instrumental music fans, mostly uh, craviola plus percussive instruments all over the place. Many influences from the indigenous tribes in Brazil as well. It's totally easy to find a record on Spotify, Stenio Mendes, MPBC, is a black and white cover. that one I wrap this episode hopefully you enjoy the show and if you do please consider rating the podcast on your favorite streaming platforms Spotify Apple Podcasts this show here also had uh, vocal contributions uh, from Alexandra Murphy my name is Leandro Vignoli take care of yourselves right there bye bye this was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli Thank you for listening and see you next time.